Well, let's come tonight to the water gate. This water gate was the nearest gate in the city of Jerusalem to the Gihon Spring. The water supply for the city of Jerusalem. You see, the city of Jerusalem was one of the few cities from the ancient world that was not built near to a river. And so they needed a water supply, and that's where Hezekiah's tunnel comes in, and the Gihon Spring as well. So the water gate was right beside this spring, or we would say, well of water. I want you to notice, folks, first of all, in relation to the water gate, that no repairs were necessary. No repairs were necessary. You see, look at verse 26 again. Moreover, the Nethanims dwelt in Ophel onto the place over against the water gate toward the east and the tower that lieth out. Did you notice that there's no mention of repairs? When you look at all the other gates of Jerusalem in the book of Nehemiah, you will discover that they either were built or repaired. But there's no mention of repairs when it comes to the water gate. That is why tonight the water gate is a symbol of the word of God. There it is, the message really summed up tonight. What does the Watergate speak of to us tonight in 2023? The Bible, the Holy Scriptures, the water of the Word. God's Word doesn't need to be repaired. You see, God's Word is perfect. Oh, I know there's There's uh, lots of people who say, oh, see that old King James Bible? Oh, there's a mistake, there's a mistake, and there's another one. And they point out all the contradictions and tell us that our Bible is not perfect. The Bible needs repaired. That's what they say to us. We need a modern version. Let's translate another one to add to the long list. I want to tell you tonight, folks, the Bible needs no repairs. No repairs are necessary. Psalm 19, that's where we're going now. If you have your Bible, turn over to Psalm 19. Let's hear what the psalmist says about the Word of God. Psalm 19 and verse 7 I'll just give you a wee moment to find it. Psalm 19 and verse 7. Do you see it? The law of the Lord is perfect. Perfect. Just as the water gate was perfect. In other words... It didn't need repaired because it hadn't been damaged. There was no cracks in it. There was no flaws in it. Somehow, the Lord in his providence, whenever Nebuchadnezzar and his army had attacked Jerusalem, somehow the Lord preserved the water gate. And it reminds us of the wonderful word of God that we hold in our hands tonight. That's perfect. The law of the Lord is perfect, 
Back to Psalm 12. The twelfth Psalm now. Now why am I telling you tonight, good folks, that the Bible is perfect? So that you can have confidence in it. When you witness to people, when you share a verse of scripture with, with folk, so that you'll, you'll, you'll know that, that what you're telling them is something that's trustworthy. Something, something that's, that's perfect. There's a word that's used by scholars, and it's the word inerrant. They talk about the Bible being inerrant. I don't know whether Brother Derek or Brother Craig in these seminars will use that term. Possibly they will. But the word inerrant just means that the Bible has no errors. And it doesn't. And Psalm 12 echoes that point. Psalm 12 verse 6. The words of the Lord are pure words. A silver tried in a furnace of earth purified seven times. Now notice this. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The psalmist there in verse 7, he's saying that the Lord will preserve his words. The words that are found in the Bible, the words that are contained from Genesis to Revelation, the Lord's going to preserve them. And he says, the Lord will preserve them from this generation forever. The Lord is going to preserve his words from people who would tamper with them and people who would take away from them and would add to them because his word is perfect. No repairs are necessary. Now, the word of God is so important before conversion. Keep in mind that the word of God is like water. Okay? And turn with me to John chapter 3 and verse 5. And let's see how important the word of God is before a person is saved. John 3 verse 5. And you all know I'm sure that in this passage Nicodemus has come to see Jesus. And in John 3 verse 5, notice what it says. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water. There's the water of the word. Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Some people think that the water there is a reference to baptism. You need to have water sprinkled on you to be saved. But it's not referring to the waters of baptism. It's referring to the water of the word. It's referring to the Bible. The holy scriptures which are like water. You see in John 3 we're at the water gate. Jesus takes ne- I was going to say Nehemiah but that would be wrong. Jesus takes Nicodemus. To the water gate. And he says, Nicodemus, if you're to be saved, you'll need the water of the word. And you'll need the water of the word to do its work. 
Then there's another text in Titus chapter 3 and verse 5 that speaks about the work of the Word of God before a person is saved. Titus 3 and 5. Titus chapter 3 and verse 5. Titus is one of those wee epistles sort of tucked away in the New Testament and it can be hard to find, so I'm I'm going to wait on you folks, don't worry. Titus chapter 3 and verse 5. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Now look at this. By the washing... Of regeneration. The washing of regeneration. The water gate. The Holy Spirit takes the sinner to the water gate. The Holy Spirit takes the lost soul to the water of the word. And through the water of the word, they're converted. That is why, my dear friends, we in this congregation, in this assembly... We lay such emphasis on the Word of God. And we make no apology for it. Because without the Word of God, a person cannot be saved. Because I'm going to take you now to 1 Peter chapter 1. To yet another verse that reminds us of, the, of how vital the Holy Scriptures are prior to conversion. 1 Peter 1. So we're on over toward the end of the New Testament and indeed the end of the Bible. 1 Peter chapter 1. In verse 23. Now look, notice what it says. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. This is how a person saved, by the incorruptible seed of God's word. You see, here is another reminder that God's word is perfect. It's incorruptible. That's just a synonym for perfect. Another word for perfect. Incorruptible. I'm glad tonight to be talking to you about a book that's incorruptible, a book that's perfect. A book that needs no repairs, just as the water gate in Jerusalem in Nehemiah's day needed no repairs. I tell you, the Bible doesn't need any either, because it's incorruptible. There's no corruption in it. And that's how a person's born again. So keep using the Word of God. From now until next Sunday. Monday to Saturday. It's very important, you know. Some people think it all happens on a Sunday. (laughs) Far from it. Let's keep using the Word of God and share the Word of God because it has great power to bring about conversion. Okay, so no repairs were necessary at the Watergate. Reminding us that the word of God is perfect. The water of the word is so vital before a person is saved. But now let me finish off tonight. 
by, by um, speaking for a few minutes about the importance of the Word of God after you're converted. Turn with me to Ephesians 5 verse 26 as we round off our study tonight. Ephesians 5:26, And Paul here takes the Ephesians to the water gate. Ephesians 5 verse 26. In verse 25 he says Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Verse 26 now. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. You see the Lord's working on each one of us day by day. And he'll be working on us until we reach heaven. And how does he... How does he cleanse us and scrub us up, spiritually speaking? How does he make us more like himself? It's by the water of the word, the washing of water by the word. You see, the Bible is like water to wash in. You know how it is each day you have your shower or your bath or you wash yourself, your body needs washed. Well, your soul needs, needs washed each day. Now, the day you were saved or the night you were saved, you were washed in the blood of the Lamb. That doesn't need to happen again. But you do need to be washed by the water of the Word day by day. That's why your private Bible study is so important. So that the Holy Spirit can apply the water of the Word. It's like the tabernacle and the temple in the Old Testament. The first thing you met in the, in the tabernacle was the, the brazen altar where the animals were sacrificed. The blood was shed. Atonement was made. But then the priests, they could move on and go to the next item of furniture, which was the laver. And the laver was like a, a large bowl that contained water. And the priests, before they went into the tent, they had to wash their hands and their feet. You see, between the first altar and the laver, they got dirty, they got defiled. Their feet got defiled because they had to walk from the, the altar to the laver. So their feet got contaminated and dirty. And so they needed to wash at the laver. Even though it was just a short distance from the altar to the laver, they still needed to wash. Now, folks, in the Christian life, you don't have to go very long until you need washed by the word. Living in this wicked world, and it's getting more wicked every day, sometimes I scratch my head and, and wonder, how can it get any worse? Some of the wickedness in high places is unbelievable. But we're living in a wicked world, and sure, even in our family circles, you can get the wicked Tell you, boy, people who are bitter against Christ and his church, the bitterness is, is oozing out of them, even in family circles. And you can get defiled and contaminated. And you know, the Bible says that we who are saved are priests. We are royal priesthood. And thank God tonight we can go to the laver. 
We can go to the word of God and there's water there for us to wash in. Let's turn to number 250. Standing on the promises. So you better not sit. 250 and we'll stand as we sing together, please. Let's stand. <clears throat>